We have a good Sunday today. <laughs> um, you know, we've, we've come out of a, a couple of Sundays here with Pastor Greg Moore a couple of Sundays ago. Wasn't he awesome? And then, um, then, and then Ashley and Carly Terrades, and, and they have been profound. I, I just I have in my heart, you know, as to the, the, these gifts that have come. Again, we've seen the office of teacher, and, and they have come, and, and even some of the apostolic in here. Um, but these gifts that come to Lake Haven, they need to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not just, it's not just valued and appreciated, but they actually need to be almost absorbed and sucked dry. You, you've got, we have the opportunity when God gives us a gift um, and, and certainly to, to use that opportunity to, to benefit our lives. And, and Pastor Greg and Ashley and Carly have done that, and they had some profound messages for us. And, and the, 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 the message that I had on my heart today is called the benefits. Do you know that we have benefits for being a believer? You and I have benefits to being a believer, and, and these benefits just aren't um, side issues. The benefits that we have um, in God for, for coming into the kingdom, we, obviously the, we know that one of, the greatest, one of the greatest truths is to become part of, to become a child of God. If that is not just enough, to know that we become children of God. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become a child of God. And that is one of the most sweetest, powerful things that we can know because we get to share eternity with one another and with Him. And, and man, the peace that it brings to become a believer when you do not know Jesus and receive it. So by far, we know that in the quote-unquote sweet by and by, as we used to sing years ago, whatever the case is, we have the greatest benefit of all is to live and in, in, in enjoy life eternal. But, but life eternal doesn't start in the sweet by and by. It starts in the here and now. And, and there are absolute benefits that, that by and large have been walked away from in the body of Christ. We're speaking about these gifts now, um, you know, in, in prophecy and gifts, the, the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. All of those are benefits that we can operate in here and now. And what I, what, what I'm, I'm specifically mentioning this in the context of what we've heard in the, couple, the last couple of weeks. Because um, what Andrew Womack ministered at, um, in, in Orlando last week or the week, you know, just, just a little bit more than a week ago... Um, and with Ashley and Carly too, these gifts, the, you know, it's so sad to me. Ashley's gift, it, he teaches on finances. And if you say the word money in church, people freeze up. They go almost, you know, like one of those fainting goats. If you see those fainting, have you ever seen those fainting goats? And it's like, you said the word money in church. And they like, and, and, and it's sad because there has been a lot of abuse in, in the church. There's been a lot of abuse in money. There's been a lot of televangelists. I mean, the world talks about televangelists. They've got a bad name. They make movies about them. They make fun of televangelists. And some of them, sadly, fit the bill. It's terrible. Some of them, we, the, over the years, we could pick out some that have, that have literally manipulated people. They've told them that you can do this, and you can do this, and you can buy this a little bit of oil, and you can buy a sliver of the cross, you know, whatever it is. You know, you can try and get something, and they're going to try and fake something. And if you give a special offering, then I've got a special anointing to give you a hundredfold. And if you just send me your money, all of those kind of abuses have happened. Um, and, and what's sad is that money, and, and this is, sorry, let me just say this. The word prosperity has become a bad word. Because you, then people put it together with the word gospel, and they say, the prosperity gospel. 
And it's like they've, they've associated the word prosperity and gospel and called it the prosperity gospel. And, and I don't like that. I must be honest. I don't like the word prosperity gospel because the, there is only one gospel. There is no multiple gospels, and you can't flavor the gospel. But the gospel does have benefits. And if we don't learn, if we don't understand, if we don't, if we don't receive the benefits that, the, that come along with the gospel, then we are the ones that suffer. We are the ones that lack. We are the ones that can't absorb and take part of, take participate in that because any one of the gifts of God come by grace. Say, the, say grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor, right? He has freely given us His things that He has earned on the cross. It's a done deal. But we know and we teach here regularly all of the gifts, all of the promises are yes and amen. It's a done deal. God doesn't have to decide whether you are going to be saved or anybody is going to be saved. You know that? There's been a lot of false teaching. There's been a lot of teaching that says, well, some people are going to be saved and some people aren't. In the sense, careful, listen to what I'm saying, like God has chosen who's going to get saved and who's not. And they confuse the things and they, they say, well, there's pre people that are predestined. There's only so many that are predestined. And there's only the 144,000 that are going to be in heaven. And they, they skip out all the other scriptures when they say there's a sea of people that are going to be there. Now, there are, you, you, let me, don't, don't misunderstand me. There are going to be many people who do not receive the gift of salvation. And they will not spend eternity in heaven. So let's be clear. Okay? But it's not God's will that any single person should perish. Not one. Not one. It's very important to realize that. Um, I, I put a, a scripture over here, a side of a, where is it? In, in uh, 2 Peter 3, 9 and 10. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promises as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to read that last part. He is patient toward you. That's 2 Peter 3, 9, not wishing that any should perish, but that in all should reach repentance. And then 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4, this is the good. It is good and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. How many? There is no doubt. And I know if you've come out of certain Calvinistic backgrounds, and, I'll, you know, and there's a lot I've learned from Calvinism, a lot I came out of in Calvinism, but certain Calvinism will say, well, you know, well, there's the predestination. Listen, we've all been predestined to be in Christ. We are called in Christ. And when we choose Him, when we, when it says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't say some might. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It is absolutely your choice if you want to be saved or not. It is the, the gift of salvation. What Jesus did, the redemptive power and work of salvation was done, dusted, and done for 2,000 plus years ago or so years ago on the cross. It is not, it's not like God has got some people marked for destruction. It's important to understand this, people. Because I'm chipping away at that horrible foundation that you've heard me talk about, the sovereignty slash God is in control understanding, where they've redefined sovereignty. Religion has redefined sovereignty to be God is in control. And that's not what sovereign means. Sovereign doesn't mean that God gets to choose what clothes you wear today. God does not get to choose if you're going to drink and drive. God doesn't get to choose whether Cain is going to beat Abel's brains in with a rock. 
That is not sovereign, but we've got this understanding that is rife in the body of Christ, and we have to keep chipping away at this, because if you don't understand, and, and I just have to just get this out the way, don't worry, I'm not going to camp out there, but, but it's this, this, the, I, I, the idea that, that, well, let me just put the, the, two, the two opposites. You've got free will, people have a free will, and then you've got this on the other side that, quote-unquote, God is in control. And I know, I know, I know, I know. I used to do it myself. People mean well when they say, oh, God is in control. Many people are meaning so well. They're trying to comfort you and say, listen, it's okay. God's going to be with you. That is true. No matter what you're facing, God is going to be with you. God is going to be there for you. But I'm telling you, if you think that God is controlling everything, you are sadly deceived, greatly deceived. He is not in control of everything. If it was, he was in control of everything, then it would have been just like the garden. Adam and Eve would not have sinned and rebelled. It was not God's will for that. It was not God's will for everybody to choose not to follow him, etc. So we've got to understand what free will is. And I, I've, I can teach extensively about this, but I'm not, I just want us to understand very clearly when it comes to free will, it's got to, we've got to understand this piece. We've got to understand that it's our choice whether we want to benefit when we're, the, when we're going to choose to participate in salvation or we're going to choose to participate in the benefits of salvation. Pastor Greg mentioned this when he spoke about healing. Now, when two weeks ago, and then of course Carly, Carly had a bunch of nuggets last or last Sunday evening. If you weren't here, you absolutely need to play those things, download them, and get them, get those that that, that word that she brought um, and Pastor Greg brought. You've got to absorb them and get them into your heart. This is what happened. Listen, listen, listen to me. I, I'm. This is a kind, gentle warning. You ready? Don't remember it. Remember, it's kind and gentle. God, God wants you to have these benefits. But if you aren't willing to take the Word of God that is forever settled in heaven, it is forever settled in heaven. God is not going to change. If you're not going to take what God has given us and appropriate what God has given us, you cannot benefit by it. Whether it is salvation... Today, somebody within the sound of my voice, right in this room, if you don't know Jesus or you're watching online and you want to say, be saved, you can choose to hear the Word of God about, wanting to, about salvation. You can choose to say, I want to call on the name of the Lord and be saved. You can call on the name of the Lord right where you are in your heart, and He will meet you right there. He will save you right there eternally. It's the same what we saw here this morning during praise and worship. We can choose to, one of the great, what, Psalm 103, verse 2, right? We don't, we, don't forget, um, we don't forget any of the benefits of God who forgives all our sin and heals some of our diseases. <laughs> right, right. You know, you know, we don't forget any of these benefits, it, but it's up to us not to forget. It's up to us to participate. And so listen, okay, so here's, here's the danger um, say, for example, just going to be real practical. How many of you liked tests when you were in school? Some people, some people love being tests or surprise tests. Hey, we've got, what do you call surprise tests here in America? Pop quiz. There you go. It's a pop quiz. You walk into the, uh, the, the, you know, and how many of you, when your teacher said pop quiz, you went, <gasps> you know, you stopped breathing for a second. And other people were like, 
I heard uh, Corin's brother, he's a real smart guy. He was, it was before some, now in South Africa, if you, you have end of the year or end of term um, exams, we call them examinations, and they were much bigger than tests, and, and he's real smart. But in any case, at the end of, at, at the, end of, one of, he, of, the, of the year, we have these big examinations, and if your, your progress depends on whether you pass your exams or not. There's certain exams, if you fail, you fail, you repeat the year, and, and so on. And so he wasn't studying, and, and his, um, Corin's mom, Liz, said to, uh, as, said to Christopher, said, so Christopher, they call him Kiffy, they said, so aren't you going to be studying? He says, he says, mom, what are examinations for? What are exams for? He asked his mom, well, they're to test ex- what you've learned all year. Exactly. It's to test what you've learned all year, not to learn to test what you've learned the night before. You know, you know there, we, we, get, we get to church here, and part of church, part of the role of a pastor, it says that, and we see this in Hebrews, it says that, that we, we, have a, we, have a, we have a responsibility to process, to become disciples, to make disciples, and to grow. But there is a choice even there whether we will grow or not. Right? Because even in the book of Hebrews, he says, he writes, uh, the writer of Hebrews, which I think is Paul, many people do, some people disagree, it doesn't really matter too much, but it's written in Hebrews, he says, by this time, you ought to be mature. By this time, you ought to be mature, but you ain't. And he says, I'm, I'm, and, he's, and he starts talking about the foundations of the faith. And so there's an opportunity for us to absolutely to take. Take, to take what God's word, what's in His Word, and to appropriate it into our hearts or not. But guess what? We're the ones who benefit or don't benefit. It's not God's will to exclude anybody from the benefits. Remember the sovereignty. I'm going to say if we can, we, if we have to hit that thing again. We will. But the sovereignty means that there is nobody higher than God. Right? There is nobody higher than God. What God says is done is done. But let me tell you, God's word, God is not a liar. Do you know that, right? There are some things God cannot do. He cannot lie. He can't say, hey, the earth is the you know, he said the heavens are the Lord's and the earth is given unto men. He can't say, Oh, no, no, I'm taking that word back. Um, the earth is still mine, people. The heavens are mine and the earth is mine. There's a bunch of scriptures that talk about the earth belonging to man. He has given the earth to men. Gonna drop you. What? You saying God? We're it. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. And if we've got to, if we've got to break this down, I can take weeks to do it if we need to. But I don't want to do that. You, some of you have heard me get into this. But it is so important to understand. We get to participate or we don't get to participate. If we choose not to, to break down what we has been given to us, not to, to lay hold of this, then that is our choice. Here, on the back wall over there, you'll see reaching people with God's unconditional love, establishing believers in Christ, and connecting them with His cause. That is our mission statement. Are reaching, E, 
establishing, see, connecting, reaching people. Those are, those are things that, we, that Lake Haven uh, is about. Um, and and, and it's, a, it's important for us to get a hold of those. Those of us that are disciples, that choose to walk a life of discipleship with Jesus, um, that's, that's how we can do it. And that's what I believe that is necessary in a healthy body. Now, look, any normal healthy church is going to have people that are brand new Christians or there's going to be people that's, that, that, that really don't ever want to grow. They just want to go to heaven. Listen, leave me alone, Pastor Shannon. I'm fine. I'll come to church once or twice a year, maybe every now and again. Just tell me that I'm okay and I'm going to go to heaven. And the rest of my life, I'm just going to just wing it and do it in my own ability. Unfortunately, that's where a lot of people live. They live in the, in the frustration, in, in their limited ability of just living in their own strength. They are, they are teaching Christianity and living in Christianity just like anybody else. But there's another way. <laughs> there's another way that we can benefit by these, but we have to be, we just like we choose whether we are going to take on the benefit of salvation, we, 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 if we don't choose to lay hold of healing, I'm going to just talk about healing for a minute. If we choose not to participate in healing, then you can live in sickness. You can, and I'm not talking, I'm, let's just cover healing and, and health in one big old ball. Healing and health. Pastor Greg spoke about life and health two weeks ago. How many of you loved his second point? How about the third point? How about the first point? Do you remember them? Do you remember what scripture he used? Which was his foundation scripture? Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just testing you. <laughs> Pop quiz. No, no, the, the, the thing is, though, it, it, it is profoundly important. Jesus spoke two things to me when I took on the, on the pastoral role here six years ago, a little bit more than six years ago. He said, there's going to be two thrusts that I'm going to bring. One is the person and work of the Holy Spirit. The person and work of the Holy Spirit. And we're doing that. We have our overflow conference coming up. We're gonna, we, we've got Clint Byers involved. We've got Jim Richards involved. We've got Greg Moore involved. We've got, we've got, a, we've got, a, we've got a bunch of people. We've got uh, Hans Erlinson involved. Nate Tanner involved. Nate's just left for Africa. He's in Zambia right now. He's visiting a few prisons. He's getting a couple Bible schools established. We've got these guys that I believe God has put in. So we and the whole theme of the overflow conference is the person and work of the Holy Spirit and making it practical in our lives. One of the reasons we bring on gifts, Pastor Greg is very prophetic. Ashley and Carly are very prophetic and know how to minister in the gifts. We do believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We promote them. We have, we have Mary Dorian coming next, next month. These are for that we can lay hold of it. But I can tell you that some people, some of you, some people watching will just like, eh, I'm prepared to give God an hour a week, max, max. Maybe you're pushing it, Pastor. And if you go to two hours, eh, it's just like that is their absolute limit. And I'm just saying, I'm not going to be mad at you. Just get this out. This is not about making you come to church. This is not the point. Jesus said that the point of the gospel, point of this was to make disciples, right? To become, to become disciples of him. And so it's, it's like whether you benefit from them or not is your choice. 
But please, oh please, oh please, don't ignore the opportunity and then point your finger in God and say, I'm waiting for God to do the work. And also, there's the next favorite one is to blame the poor little devil. He's not poor and he's not little, but it's just like... But I mean, but we'd love to point at God and say, well, God isn't doing his job because we have this being sold as deception that God's will is automatic. You see, that's, again, if you believe that God's will is automatic, you're living in that realm of the deception of, of sovereignty as religion has redefined sovereignty, sovereignty to mean. If you think that God's will is just automatically done or, or this, if I just pray, then God's will will be done. What do you mean, Shannon? I mean, we do pray, and there is a scriptural way to pray. But you have actually got to obey. You've actually got to do what he says. You can't pray for Zambia to be saved. You can't. You've got to send somebody, according to Romans 10. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how can they call unless they first believe? How can they believe unless they first hear? How can they hear unless somebody preaches to them? And how can somebody preach unless they are sent? So the, the plan of salvation is to send somebody who will preach the word so that they can believe the word. And then they can call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Grace through faith. Faith, his, his word is forever settled. So there is a plan of getting it established in our hearts, getting the truth established in our hearts. And it's the same with healing. If we, are, if we choose to be sick, if we choose to say, well, I'm just going to sit here and be sick. I'm going to ask you this question. Is your sickness keeping you from being kingdom-minded? Is your sickness keeping you back from fulfilling the call that's on your heart. Shannon, you're making it about me. Yes, I am. It is about you. It's not up to God. He's done it. You mean that, yes, it's up to you. But what are you going to do about it? Because, you see, we don't earn. We know these gifts, and you've heard me say this in many different ways. We know that these gifts aren't um, earned by God because they're already ours. So what do we do to appropriate them? How do we appropriate them? You see, we, 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 we've tended to this whole, I'm not going to go into the whole ritualism and the Watson because there's, yeah, let me just say that. Say that. We've, God has given us these things for a purpose, and we've got to ask what the purpose is so that we can have His motivation. When we know the why, when we know the why, the other, start, the other pieces of the what, when, where, all of those things and how come into place. When we understand his why. But you know what religion and legalism does is just say, what should we do? Let's just do that. What is the formula? What is this? What is this? If you just tell me what the formula is, then I'll do the formula. And, so the, and then we get stuck in legalism where we, we think we're going to earn something from God. No, no, no. We... we what, we, what I endeavor to do in the next few weeks is to help you walk the process of laying hold of truth. Okay? Because, because this is it. God sends His Word, 
and we heard this as we heard this um, last on the last couple of weeks. God sends His word and heal them. He sent His word to heal. But what are we doing with the word? I know. I know what are we What are we doing with the word? If 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 self if Christianity stops when I say Amen, everybody, thanks for coming, have a nice week, and we walk out, and, and I can't wait for the Daytona 500. By the way, that's all fun and games. We all, but if we make it all about just Sunday morning, and we don't say, Okay, Lord, how do I appropriate what's there? And that brings me to the second thing that the Lord spoke me spoke to me. He said. The two thrusts that you will bring is this. One, the person and work of the Holy Spirit. He's our teacher. He's our helper. He's our guide. It, we need him in the church. You and I need him to operate. We need the helper. We are not meant to do it alone, okay? So that's number one. Number two, we need to learn how to assimilate the word. We need to learn to assimilate the word. In case you never got that the first time, what do I mean by assimilate? I mean it's like taking a piece of bread and chewing on it. It becomes part of your cell. It becomes part of your body. When, a food, when you assimilate something, it, becomes, it goes in, it gets digested. It gets, and, and Carly said it this way. She used the parable of the sower. It's up to us to determine because we are in the parable of the sower. Our hearts are the condition of the soil. We, that's the part we we get to determine whether the seed can produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. So, Shannon, in a nutshell, what did Carly teach? Because, because I, I'm telling you, if the, the, the danger is, the, the, this is, this is my, my passion, because... I feel, and the Lord spoke to me when he said that we're going to help people assimilate the Word of God. The danger is this. John Osteen, Joel's dad, said it before. I mean, he said, if you give people just enough of the truth, it's kind of inoculating them against it. He said it in different words. I can't remember exact the phrase he uttered. But, but, he, but basically, you, you can't just get enough of the real thing and then walk out and then think, because you've heard the information that you have it. You just hear Carly mention about healing, and you get all motivated. And, and, and I'm sure we've got, we had a lot of people healed last Sunday night. In fact, by the way, testimonies today, straight afterwards, if you were healed last week, We've got, we've got a, Bert's got a video camera, and there's people that, many of you have got phenomenal testimonies, and we want to capture them, so don't, don't forget about that. But, I, but, but, I'm, but I'm saying that we get inoculated in the body of Christ, and this is it. I believe this inoculation is stealing from the kingdom, because we become satisfied with being sick. How did, was it Ashley or Carly that said we manage it, we learn to manage it? Was it Greg? We learn to manage the sickness. We're, we're just okay with it. And Jesus said we don't have to be. But what does that mean? You see, I, I, honestly, I honestly believe this, and I know, I know my time is, is running short here, but I, I'm, I have been to a number of countries, you know, in, in my missionary travels and so on, and, and, and I love, love, love culture. I love learning from cultures, and I've seen some many magnificent things in other cultures, and I've seen some really, really, really bad thing in other cultures. And guess what? We're one of them. Every culture has really, really good things, 
and really, really, really bad things. But it's like me. You know, when I walk around, I've got a South African accent, and everybody says, oh, I like your accent. And I was like, but you've got the accent. I don't have an accent. Do <laughs> you know that? Most Americans say, I don't have an accent because this is your normal. You with the funny wake, so, so you don't think you have an accent. But I'm telling you, and I've told many of you this thing, if I take you as an American and take you to South Africa, they starry-eyed. Look, Hollywood just walked in here. Mr. American, Mrs. American is right here. They think you're amazing because you're from America. You have the accent there. So what am, what am I saying about your culture? Culture is invisible to you. Your culture is invisible to you. And that's why your traditions, like Jesus said, <coughs> make the Word of God to no effect. Because your culture is immune. You, you think your culture is one, right? And two, you, you, that's what you have. And, and, and so we, we live in this main, and we've got to be prepared. You've heard me say this many times. You've got to be prepared to leave what you know to get what you don't know. And that could be scary to people. But that's okay. We've got the Holy Spirit helper. But you've got to be prepared to walk and live outside of fear. Because if you're going to constantly advance, you've got to be prepared to live outside of fear. But this is it. I'm telling you, I've been to China and I've been to some of these places that are, that are hard. I'm telling you, I, I honestly believe this. This culture is the hardest culture to be a Christian in. Because you have it all. You have it all. What do you need? You've got hot water on tap, air conditioning. Oh, I love, hair, I love air conditioning. You've got it all. You've got it all. You've got it all. You know what? It's, it's, it's very easy to be a Christian when they're hunting for you. When your life is threatened, it's easy to serve God and make a priority from Him. When, your life, when you're getting together in secret and serving God and praying, when you get together and pray, you pray. You don't say, oh, you know what? The game is on tonight. But we live in a culture where we, we are constantly, I'm telling you that the spirit of Antichrist is alive and well here and is, is deceptive. I can't, you can't escape the, 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 um, the, the, the what's the word I'm looking at? The, 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 uh, the, the amount of force that's coming at you constantly with distractions. I turned on my computer this morning early. And boop, play this game, download this game. You pick up your phone. News, 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 whatever it is. Somebody is wanting to distract you. Distraction, distraction. Social media, social media, social media. This thing, that thing. Games, TV, sport. And I'm not, none of them are wrong in itself. Please don't get me, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. <coughs> but when you see, when we have it comfortable, I can, I, I can, it's great. Then I make it all about me and about my retirement one day and about me. Oh, what car is it that I want? I want the nice red blah, 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 or the nice this thing or this. The, and it's all about stuff. And so what? We, what are we doing for the kingdom when we stuff-minded, when we car-minded? Is there anything wrong with having a nice car? No, no. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we don't, if we're not, Jesus said, seek ye first 
the kingdom of God. If we don't allow Jesus to be first, then we're not going to be motivated. And when Jesus becomes first in our hearts and lives, this, this incredible thing happens. The rumble starts because suddenly we're getting together, irrespective of what's happening in our lives, we're getting together because we deeply want to. And we're passionate about want to. And then you have moves like at Asbury. We will have that kind of move here. And it's not dependent on God. That's dependent on us. I don't have anything against Asbury. I think Asbury, but I'm telling you, it's not about God getting off his throne and saying, okay, I'm going to go down there and, you know. No, 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 no. It's not about that. We, if money is deceptive and, and money is necessary, which brings me to what, how important it is to listen to what Ashley had to say. Because, because when, you have a, when, when you don't make the gospel about prosperity, it's not a prosperity gospel. It's a gospel that includes prosperity. And they're just like there are methods and ways and, and what we have to learn and access for our healing, there's ways that we can learn to prosper. But why? And Ashley said it. Why? Because it's kingdom first. Carolyn, my missionary friend that's in the Middle East, she said, she used to say that, you know, poverty never blessed anybody. It's not, it's not cool to be poor. It doesn't help anybody to be poor. God wants you wealthy. He wants to establish his covenant on the earth through you. But will you allow it to happen? I'm not saying jump in and make it all about how many, time, uh, how many watches you have and how fancy your suits are. And I th- you can, it, it has gone ridiculously overboard with some people. That's not the point. The point is that if we don't ha- lay hold of the benefits... We can't participate. If we are poor, then we can't help missionaries. We can't be missionaries. We can't send missionaries. You know, T had an amazing youth thing. This year. How many you know, 40-something kids were, were blowing up in 40-something kids this last Wednesday? You know that we, we want to manage those kind of things. And you know what? It's going to take money. It's just money, only money. I don't care about that. It doesn't, but, but we've got to be so kingdom-minded, so kingdom-first-minded that we see this is why God, God, God has placed us, many of you, in places to prosper for a reason, for the kingdom. But for the kingdom, you know how many, I can, I can pull, I've got a lot, I'm a missionary at heart. I've got lots of missionary friends. And you know how many times we, you will, jo- it's a joke in the missionary community. They can, they'll say those things like, well, if I had a dollar for every time somebody told me that God's going to prosper them so that they could, they could sponsor you and they never get anything, I would be a million dollar. I would be a millionaire. Isn't that sad? Why? Because somehow we get deceived along the way and we make it about me and my fears. And, and money begins to take the wrong place. Money is a very, 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 very poor leader. It's a very good servant. And, and when, we, when we see it right and we know how to administer money, and that's why it's important, people. So what I'm, what I'm saying here, and I hope you hear my heart in this, 
is that when it comes to assimilating the word, don't just have a blow-by-blow, glancing blow with Greg Moore or Ashley Teredes or Carly Teredes bringing you something phenomenal about, about healing or something phenomenal about prosperity. Get into it. Jump into it. Assimilate what you hear. How do you assimilate that? We'll, we'll, we'll unpack that a little bit again. But you, you've heard me say it in different ways. I don't want to go too deep into it this, this series because something else is in my heart. But, but let, me, let me just say that it starts by, by prioritizing time. You've got to, if, you don't, if, if you don't decide, one, make a priority of it, and two, set time aside and say, you know what? I'm going to listen to Pastor Greg's message again. What does that mean? Well, maybe for you, you've got to commute to work. So instead of listening to something else, you can put Pastor Greg's message on on the way to work. Maybe for two, you're a housewife. You can do it while you plug earphones in, download it for free on the app, and get plug, listen to Pastor Greg's message. Stop your vacuum cleaner. Go back. Rewind. What did he just say? Whether you're washing dishes, whether you work, if you can't do it, make it, do it by lunchtime, do it on a trip, do it in the evening, switch off the TV. What is your priority? But listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. When you listen to Pastor Greg's message three, four, five times, I'm talking about two Sundays ago, and this is the truth for for every message. If you listen to it three, four, and five times, you will learn something, no matter how mature you think you are. And I'm telling you, he had powerful things to say, powerful nuggets that will give you life and health. Because that is preparing your heart and puts the seed of God in your heart and gets your seed, and that allows it to produce 30, 60, and 100-fold. And then, but you see, if you're just like, oh, well, I heard Pastor Greg, and then he prayed for people, and I didn't get healed. What's next? <laughs> oh, Carly came, and she prayed for people, and I, I, yeah, yeah, it was really good. I, what did she say? Uh, um, yeah, it was good. It was really good. I, listen to it. Listen to it. If you are not healed, it's your fault. I know I'm being mean as a snake, it sounds like. But I'm telling you, what are the options? Do you want to blame God? Do you you think it's up to God? Because we like to live there. I'm waiting for God to heal me. And I've heard somebody say it. I've told you before. I've heard somebody say it. If I'm not healed, God's going to have to apologize to me when I get to heaven. Really? Shannon, that sounds pretty mean. I'm letting you know the option is always not God. He has desired. He has died for our sin. We have got to get, if we want it to work in our lives, guess where the blockage is? It's in our hearts. But we can overcome it. I ha- I, I've, I've got friends that have struggled with healing their whole life and have got victory after victory after victory after victory. And they are prepared to lay hold of healing with both hands for the kingdom's sake. And I want to let you know you can, but it means that you're going to have to lay hold of it. You're going to have to go with it. I, he took time off. He couldn't work. Eventually, he was so sick, he couldn't work. 
So his wife had to support him. And guess what he did? He locked himself. He, took, he went to, he said, okay, God, there's something I don't understand. And he took his Bible and he said, you show me, teacher, Holy Spirit, what am I missing? What is it? What am I missing over here? You teach me. And he set eight hours a day getting into the Word, getting into the Word. And I'm telling you, if you listen to anybody who's ever laid hold of healing or any other promise, they have done the same thing. Amen. You're ready to throw tomatoes at me? Leave the church. Make a, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that the promises of God are yes and amen. The problem is never with God. But what are we prepared to do? Let me, let me rephrase that. Ask the question. Ask yourself, what am I prepared to do to believe that? Well, I do believe it, Shannon. Well, there's, that, gets, that gets into how you define believing. Because some people say, oh, yeah, I agree. I agree that that's a fact. Let's move along. Why isn't it? I guess I, I, guess I do believe it. So if it's not in, no, 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 no. It's not as simple as just nodding your head and saying, yep. It's about getting it in our hearts. 30, 60, or 100-fold depends on us. The Word of God needs to get in there. The Word of God can be choked. I know this is hard. I know this is something that we think, oh, you know, because we want to just push it on God. Oh, God, I don't know why you just don't want to heal me. Do you really sincerely believe that about the character of God? Do you really believe that God is a respecter of persons, that He wants one person healed and somebody else not? Do you really believe that his name is not Jehovah Rophe? Because there's only one Jehovah Rophe, and that is his name. Okay, I'm, I, I, I have said my bit for today. I, I, I really, I, I hope you hear me I'm, I'm, from my pastor's heart. My pastor's heart is that we all grow. I, let me be sure that you know this. I'm on a journey and I have been on a journey. I have not arrived. My wife will be the first to tell you. I, I, and, but, but I can tell you that I have lived in a degree of health for the last, I don't know how many years. Do I ever get a cough? Yes. Have I had a cold? Yeah. But I can ask many of you over here, how many times have I taken off work? How many times have I had this? I have, I have I'm, and I'm just saying that that is an area that I walk in a degree of victory in it. There's other areas that I am still finding my feet in because I am learning how to lay hold of truth. But I can promise you this, truth is still truth. Truth is not subject to my experience, my interpretation, my culture, my traditions, that is, God is not the one on trial here. Amen. His name is faithful. His name is true. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There has never been a day of miracles. There's only been a God of miracles. There's only been all of those things that He is the same. 
but I know that means that you've got to, I've got to take responsibility. Yes, we do have to take responsibility, and that's where it starts. But know this, we are loved irrespective of where we are. It's important. You've heard me say it. That's why number one there is reaching people. God's unconditional love. God doesn't only love you when you get it all together. He loves you from beginning. He loved you while you were still a sinner. You heard somebody mention it. Ron mentioned it up here. God has loved you. Whether you're still in sin, He still loves you. That doesn't matter. That doesn't make you go to heaven. God's love, God loves every single person in the world. So, but understanding that love gives you that realm where I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago before this, where mercy is the throne of, we, we, when we know that God is merciful, we run to the throne. We don't avoid him. Remember, I mean, I, mean, I mentioned that we, there's grace to help in a time of need, but we need to know that he's good and he's always good. Yes. That is his primary, God's primary characteristic is knowing he's good. He is a good God. He is not going to be bad to you. He will never, he doesn't have the recipe for bad. He doesn't have the recipe. He's not bad. I mean, yeah, I've said it all. I just listened to it a number of times. I could just carry on and on and on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's just pray. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we, we thank you, Spirit of God, that you're inside of us. And we, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the teacher of the church, not me. We thank you for truth, and we, we choose to yield to ourselves and our belief system to truth. If that is your choice, because each of us daily have a choice whether we will pick up our cross and follow him. You will daily have a choice whether you will choose to listen to him or not. You will choose to yield to him or not. That is a choice, my brother and sister, that I love so dearly. That is your choice. Will you choose to yield to truth? Or will you choose to hang on to your own thoughts, your own beliefs? Just let it go. Choose to let go the shackles that have kept you back. Choose to let go. Choose to let it go. Choose to walk a journey. Forget the microwave Christianity idea. It's not about that. It's about walking a journey with Him. Some of us walk some certain things through much quicker because we yield much quicker. Some of us walk through things for years, and that's okay. God's love doesn't change. I want you to know that God's love for you doesn't change. So I speak wholeness in the name of Jesus. I speak truth to you because truth that offends us most often is the truth that can set us free. And it is your truth. When we know it, it sets us free. And so we yield to your truth. We yield to your truth, Lord. We yield to your truth. Not Shannon. Not what Shannon says. We yield to your truth. We will find out truth for ourselves. We will let you be the teacher. But we will not blame you. We will not judge you, Lord. So we yield to that in Jesus' name. This morning, if you, if you have, do not know Jesus, if you're watching online, call on his name right where you are. Call in what's in your heart. Just say Jesus with your heart. 
and he will save you. He will meet you there. Call us on our prayer line and, and we will help you. We will send you a book. We will make sure you are start your journey. We, you, we have, through our texting church number there, you, will, you, can, um, you, can t- you can text us WhatsApp if you're international. Local, please, we have phenomenal prayer ministers up here. You guys, these guys know how to hear God. They know how to help you. They know how to pray for you. It, no matter whether it's healing, they can help you, steer you. We've got so much awesome material. I just want to let you know that book rack that we have back there, those are recommended reading. There's stuff on healing. Pastor Greg had that, the scriptures on, on healing and health. There's so many other things that we have access to. You've already gotten all those are highly recommended resources that you can lay hold of with your heart. Amen. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, you do not know that you're about the Holy Spirit, come and speak to one of our prayer ministers and get a book if necessary. Go home and study it. Look at the scripture. We will help you get there. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Well, guys, I do love you. Might not sound like it, but uh, (laughs) he is good and he is faithful and he is true. Amen.